Welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, your how-to guide happy place and support system for navigating the ups and downs of life. Please share today's episode with your friends and family members and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'm not a licensed therapist, just a teenage girl hoping to help. Enjoy! All right, welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted. Today, I'm here with my good friend, Stephanie. Thanks for coming on Nevertheless, She Persisted, Stephanie. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So can you introduce yourself so listeners know a little bit about you and whose voice they're hearing in their ears? Of course. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm 16. Um, In my free time, I really like to play soccer. I'm also really into baking. Um... Yeah, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast today. Awesome. So today we're talking about breakup etiquette. Which Juicy. is such, <laughs> such a big topic to cover. There's like so many little things. Stephanie and I talk about this all the time. Like the number of conversations we've had like over the phone and over text about like, how do we break up with this person? Or like, is this like a good way to go about this? Or just seeing how it goes with other people. We have so many opinions on this. So I thought she would be perfect to come on and weigh in her opinion so we can establish what is important when breaking up with someone. Because that is a huge issue that teenagers have to navigate and face. Absolutely. We talk about this all the time. And I think it's super, super important that, you know, when you're going into this, if this is something that you're considering, you make sure that you consider all the possible outcomes and you're prepared and you really know what you're getting yourself into. Totally. So I was thinking it'd be fun if we talk like a little bit, we can go back and forth and figure out like what the basics are, what we agree you need to think about, what the protocol should be. And then at the end, I have some breakup horror stories if we want to go over those also. Um, so yeah, I think that's the layout we'll do. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to add before we get started? Let's jump right in. Alrighty. So the first thing I would say is you really, really have to think about this decision before you go into it. Like, this is Absolutely. not, maybe you're the kind of person who, like, in an argument, you're like, we're done, we're broken up, sure, fine, do your thing. When I am, like, deciding whether, like, I want to end a relationship or not, I have to think about it for so long and weigh the pros and cons out so much. I'm the exact same way. I have to know that this is exactly the right decision and that I'm mm-hmm. fully committed to separating away from this person and that it's totally. not just, you know, we're, we're going to take a quick break and maybe we'll get back together later. But this is actually a decision that I've made that I am not going to pursue a relationship with this person any further because I'm not the type of person who's like, oh, like we're done, whatever. And then I move on. It's definitely a much more serious consideration for me. <laughs> yeah. So I think we should first talk about, like, what are reasons you should break up with someone? Like, just to get that out of the way, if any of these are, like, things you're experiencing or things that come to mind, maybe just play around with the idea. Maybe talk to a friend, ask, like, I don't, like, I would never talk to my parents about breaking up with someone. But, like, if you're close to your parents, like, maybe ask them. But, like, (laughs) go to, like, a friend, go to a sibling, maybe come to this podcast. And if any of these, like, apply to you, apply to your relationship, maybe just be like, am I in the right relationship? Is this good for me? So according to psychology today, they say like the main red flags in a relationship are lack of communication, somewhat being with someone that's like irresponsible, immature, unpredictable. When there isn't any trust, that's a big red flag. Um, 
When your close family and your close friends don't like your partner, that's a that's a really big red flag. That's a really big red yeah. flag. And that one's hard because I've been in relationships before where I've been like, my parents don't know this person, like they haven't met them, they just have no reason to not like them. But honestly, looking back, the vibe that your friends and family get from someone normally is right. Like, in the moment, I am the right. first person to, like, defend that person the end and be like, no, I, like, really, really like him. Like, he, what are you talking about? You just don't know him. Like, he's really nice and funny. Like, Stephanie, you probably know who I'm talking about with this. Where, yes, like, people exactly. People don't like him, but for some reason, I have that weakness. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, he's super nice. But when you step back and after you're out of that relationship or when you're in like a really good state of mind you're like whoa whoa, wait hold on like no like my parents didn't like him my siblings thought he was kind of odd my close friends don't like being around him they're all right this guy's like a douche or whatever Um, right what's so interesting is that we're often like such poor observers of our own relationships because our friends and family can see how the relationship is affecting us way better than we can yeah so it's really important to listen to what they have to say and to take their advice I would definitely yeah yeah and then the rest of the red flags they say is like feel like really insecure about your relationship if the person you're dating has like like really keeps a lot of secrets about like their past and what went on before and another thing I want to bring up about that like I am one person of course I'm very open and vulnerable on this podcast about my struggles with mental health and my past relating to that but in real life when I'm getting to know someone friends or romantically I definitely wait a little bit to share that part of me or don't ever share the entire thing because it can be so like, it's a lot to dump on someone. It's a lot for them to handle. And I have, like, my support system, and I know how to handle that myself. So I think it's important to kind of draw the line of when they're being secretive or, like, put keeping things in the dark purposely or they're respecting their own privacy and moving on from something emotionally. Absolutely. And some other reasons I would say it's right to break up are, you know, less on the red flag side, but more in just observing your relationship. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, if it doesn't feel right anymore, if Mm -hmm. you're not, if you don't have the same expectations for a relationship. So maybe one of you is looking for more of a casual fling versus like a serious committed relationship or even just like arguing more than you're having fun. If it's, if it's really something that feels forced and it seems like the chemistry is faded away, then maybe you should Mm -hmm. reconsider you know, what that relationship is doing for you. Yeah, another thing is, like, if it's verbally or physically abusive, like, that is a huge red flag. And I don't think we should get too far into that because I personally haven't had a lot of experience with those kinds of relationships. There's lots of different protocols to go through when ending those relationships to maintain your safety and your family's safety. So we're not going to get into that. This is just little, like, spiffs and issues in teenage relationships that aren't affecting your, like, physical or emotional health severely and if you are experiencing that like a physically or emotionally abusive relationship find an adult you trust find a counselor find a therapist find someone you can talk to about that but again maybe don't necessarily follow these (laughs) direct pieces of advice for that kind of relationship yes (laughs) so with that being said we talked about like big red flags some other things I think the biggest one for me is like if you're just like not attracted to them anymore I feel like there's been times when I really want something to work like I so badly think like I would like to like someone or there's no reason I shouldn't like them but I'm just not attracted to them and I wish I was like I wish I really did like them and saw a future that happened 
I just remember your most recent fling, Matt. It was, we had all these discussions about like how it seemed so perfect on paper. And then, you know, when you're hanging out, it just doesn't click in that way that you want it to. And I think it's really important to recognize that that's a totally valid reason for ending a relationship romantically. Because it is totally fine if you enjoy hanging out with that person to continue that relationship platonically. But it's really important that you set your expectations and you set those boundaries very clearly and that there isn't any gray area there. Yeah, and with this guy, he was, like, cute. He was really nice. Like, he'd go and, like, he'd take me to dinner, and he was so nice to my family. He, he was, was, like, really so tall. Nice. And he was, like, and friends I, with our other yeah. friends, boyfriends, so it just worked really well. We could, like, double date and stuff, and he was so nice. And I was, like, I so badly want this to work. This would be such a nice thing for me. And I just did it every single time I hang out, hung out with him. I was just attracted to him less and less and less. And it was, like, I so badly wanted to work it to work, and I felt so bad about like ending things with him but I just like couldn't do it like I wasn't attracted to him and I couldn't like it with a good conscious go on and continue to lead him on because I just didn't like him now we're going to talk a little bit about like the steps you can take if you want like a really outlined approach to breaking up with someone This is really because um, it's so, so important to not avoid this conversation because avoiding it just prolongs it. It doesn't make anything better. And dragging things out just makes it so much harder in the long run because especially because you never want the person you're breaking up with to hear it from someone else before they hear it from you. So we wanted to make it as simple as possible to start having this conversation to make it super, super clear, like what your goals and what your expectations and what's your most ideal outcome from this conversation just so that you don't have any reason to delay if you follow these steps it's going to be you know the easiest possible route to take yeah exactly yeah. um and because also, this is like the longer you delay it they notice like if you're really connected to someone whether it's like a friendship a family member or a romantic relationship when you're acting different when you're withdrawing when you change the way you are around them like they can tell they're gonna know that something's absolutely coming. they're going to assume the worst they're gonna be like okay i'm gonna get dumped why won't they just do it already so if you're upfront and open a lot of the time they will be more like i don't want to say it'll make the whole situation better but they will be more understanding and open than if you've been acting like shady for days and you haven't been like reaching out or talking to them because you know you're gonna break up with them and they don't know yet exactly Okay, so the first step is that you're going to tell your significant other that you have something important to talk about with them. This is because it's really important that you don't just hit with hit them with the like we should break up out of the blue because that's can be kind of insensitive. Like so, um, but it's also really important. Also, exactly. If they're like exactly. not expecting it, it's like oh my god, like what are you? It's awful. Yeah. But also, like, when you're saying this, don't make them nervous or worry them. Just emphasize that a conversation needs to happen and um, you should be good. Oh, my God. Okay, so after, like, we have to also do a how to handle getting dumped episode. That for the first time and being like, I care about myself enough to want to change this. And so the beautiful thing about mental health is once you start working on these little bits of your yourself, whether it's your core beliefs, whether it's the self-compassion, whether it's vulnerability, making connections, um, finding joy through adventure, all these other little things fall into place because it's so connected. And you start to experience this happiness more because you care more about yourself. And when you care more about yourself and you're stronger and feeling better overall, you can help other people. So your relationships go along with that. And once you have these relationships, you're being more vulnerable. And so it's like 
kind of that's one of the great things about choosing to work on yourself is that it gets easier and it all falls into place. It's it's like a skill. Again, it's a muscle. You get better at it, it gets easier and and I love that. That's one of the most amazing things about mental health is that is it's rewarding. It's not just like you're you're working on it because you have to or because there's there's a reward. And it's it's hard to see and I never believed that I could be happier that treatment would work or that recovery was possible, but it, it is and it's evident and you you feel it and you can you can find it for sure. So, yeah. So lastly, I wanted to touch on coping. So when we touched base last week, we both agreed that coping and mental health are skills that can be improved. Your mind is a muscle and so is your mental health. So this is something that gets lost a lot of the time. There's a belief that once you reach happiness or once you're mentally healthy, you're done. Your journey's over and you've, you've checked the box and that it'll it'll just kind of stay that way, you know? And so this is not the case. The same way with when you're depressed, you are maintaining that depression with not not choosing to do the opposite. So I wanted to ask you, how do you continue to grow mentally and challenge yourself to improve your mental fitness? Oh, every day. <laughs> every day I work mm-hmm. on it. Every day I, I do something, whether that's journaling or just practicing some mindfulness for a few moments. Uh, mm-hmm. I love reading books and listening to podcasts like yours. Um, there's <laughs> so many things out there to help us. Uh, there's mm-hmm. really endless resources, reading articles online, or um, mm-hmm. there's even, I love, there's some Netflix documentaries that are pretty great. Mm-hmm. There's just so much out there that I try to do something every day to just focus on my value as a person. That's one of my core issues is that I am, I've seen myself as unlovable and not worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so if mm-hmm. I can spend a few minutes doing some affirmations to remind myself that I am worth it and that I am valuable and, and lovable, then that kind of sets the tone for the day. If I have something that mm-hmm. comes up where, you know, some negativity takes hold, maybe it's some body image things, uh, mm-hmm. then I'm able to identify it and stop myself and then remind myself, mm-hmm. you know, how amazing my body is and how much it lets me experience and different things. And I'm able to shift my mindset and, and just kind of get, make sure that I don't sink into a dark place again. Absolutely. Yeah. So every day, every day is something that I need to yeah. do. It's, it's, you're right. There's no finish line. Um, actually in my self-compassion book, my workbook that I have, I, mm-hmm. I just say that it's starting you on your journey. You don't get a medal for finishing. You're not going to finish the 15 mm-hmm. days and just be like, Whoa. yeah, I'm so compassionate yes, yes. now. I, I've got it down. Done. Check yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it exactly. doesn't work like that. It's, it's, my workbook is just something to, to begin you on your journey, to teach you the tools and to get you started so that then you can practice it. I mean, I've been practicing self-compassion for the last six years and I'm still not a pro at it. There are still times where even my husband will be like, Brittany, practice what you preach. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. My siblings do that to me all the time. They're like, you're supposed to be validating. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. I know I'm not doing it. But we all, yeah. need that. we all need people in our lives that can point that out to us and be like, hey, yes, you know, those are my favorite relationships. The ones where people will call me out and tell me when I'm I'm digressing or not doing well or I'm not I'm not holding myself or them to the standard that I should be with kindness and respect and love. And and I just have so much more trust and again, respect for that person when they can say, hey, like, this doesn't work for me. This isn't working for you. It's 
And and the other thing, I think about one of my relationships with one of my closest friends from boarding school. We would fight to no end. And so it was like we we were roommates. We would argue about like stupid things like movies and clothes and being clean, like every single thing. But when we left boarding school, we knew that it didn't matter what was thrown at us. We can get through conflict. We can resolve it. And and we have like that sister relationship. And so... Whereas, like, other friends, I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, what's going to happen if we argue? Like, it might just, like, it just might not go over well. It's like, you you have a strong enough relationship with that person that you can be like, hey, like, this does not work for me. You're being really rude today, and it's hurting our relationship. And it's that honesty and that trust and that respect that it lets you, you know that that relationship will be there for you forever and that that person cares about you enough to let you know. But, Yeah. And you also mentioned how many resources there are out there and mental health resources, especially for teens, is such a niche. And I have mixed feelings about that because it's not thrown at you. So if you want to get better and improve yourself, you have to go and look for it. So it'll be more effective that way because you're choosing to work on yourself. But it's also so hard to find these podcasts or these books or these movies because we're not talking about mental health or or issues like that enough. And so there's this stigma around having those discussions openly. And so part of it's like, okay, you really have to want this and that's how it will be effective when you find these resources. But it's also people don't even know until you're really deep into it and you're like, okay, there's things I can do, but I never knew this before. And so I agree. There are lots of resources and sometimes it can be hard to find for sure. But yeah. I still go to counseling regularly too. I still Mm -hmm. work through, I'm currently I'm doing some EMDR, just Mm -hmm. some emotional processing of some traumatic events that have happened in my life. My counselor, Mm -hmm. she helps me know where a lot of resources are. So I guess I should preface all of those resources are out there, but I also have somebody helping me find them and, Mm -hmm. you know, giving Mm -hmm. me book titles and, and, avenues to find all of these resources that's very and there's and there's so many people that are doing that they're putting it online or if you talk to someone they'll be like hey this is what worked for me go ahead and try it for yourself so it's not that people don't want to share it's not like okay I know what works for me I'm gonna hide it anyone that's been through it would never wish it on someone else you never want someone to go through the pain that you experienced and I think that's why so many people turn around and go back into the field and try and give back to people that are struggling because I know although I struggle with self-compassion for myself, like I have so much love and care for other people. And I would never, ever, ever want someone to feel like I did. And which is why I do this, because I want, I want to make those resources available to teens. I want them to be able to work on themselves before they get to the point that I did. But there are resources, you have to look for them. And it's not, it's not Fight Club. Everyone is talking about it. Even though there's stigma, people want to help you. So Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. You guys can find Brittany on Instagram at get underscore out underscore there underscore girl or head over to the Get Out Girl website to learn more at getoutthergirl.co. And all of her info and links will be in today's episode notes. You guys can find her workbook, you can find her website and the blog she talked about. So thank you again so much for joining me and coming to sit down with me. Thank you, Sadie. I love what you are doing and I look up to you so much. Being a young adult, Aww. And being brave the way that you are, you are amazing. And, and I thank you for it. Thank you. Of course. I'm so glad it's people like you too that give someone someone to look up to. And it's so reassuring to know that adults that have their life more together than I do at this point, they've been through it and they get it and they're, they want to support me and other teams that are going through it. So again, thank you yep, so much. You're welcome. Thank you.
If you enjoyed this week's episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow Nevertheless, She Persisted on social media. Instagram at She Persisted Podcast, Twitter at Persist Podcast, Facebook at Nevertheless, She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Sai, and check out my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com. And don't worry, all of these are linked in today's episode notes. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next Friday.